his his mentor. He was talking about taking the Sahara, the evil inclination inside us, getting control of it. And he said, I could put him into a chair, I could tie him up. So the Mendel said, I I can't uh, I can't put him into a chair and tie him up, but I could uh, I could recognize what he's doing. I can recognize what which ideas, which feelings come from the animal soul. And the one who shared this with me said, I can't tell which feelings and which th- thoughts I have that come from the animal soul. It was Mahdim. I could tell, I, however, I know that I have an animal soul. So we have the first guy who says I could tie him up. And then Mendel who says, I can't tie him up, but I, I, uh, know, I know where it's coming from. And then we have uh, this other gentleman who I don't think he wants me to quote him. He says, I know I have an animal soul. We have a discussion between people, and uh, there's an argument. It's very important that everyone recognize that they have an animal soul. You know, that we're not, that we're not perfect beings with perfect tzaddikim, which have no urges or to do the wrong thing. So we begin a discussion to make peace into people. First thing is they have, they have to recognize that we have an animal soul. I'm saying this in context of this Victor portion, where we read about Moshe Rabbeinu. After Hashem and Moshe Rabbeinu have this long discussion about Moshe Rabbeinu becoming the leader of the Jewish people to take them out of Egypt, finally Moshe agrees. So it says that Moshe Rabbeinu took his wife and children and, and brought them back to Egypt. And they rode in Moshe Rabbeinu, um, Moshe Rabbeinu put them on a donkey and they rode on the donkey. So Rashi comments about this and he says, this donkey is the same donkey that Abram Ravinu used to go to offer Isaac as a sacrifice in the story of Akedah. And this is the same donkey that Mashiach will be revealed upon. So the obvious question is, this is a pretty old donkey. This is a donkey, a lot of Rechaz Yomim for this donkey. This donkey is living from the time of Abraham until the time of Mashiach. What's going on over here? So there is many um, interpretations about what this donkey is about. There's a book called Maharal, and then there's a saint called Tzeramer. And he says that, he brings a, 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 he quotes the sages, and he says, the sages say that um, there's never been someone who, sat, who, who caused, who saddled his donkey in the world until Avon. Avon was the first person to saddle his donkey. So obviously that must mean something spiritual. First person to saddle his donkey is Avram. So what exactly is going on? So let's first look, let's just get the words of Rashi, then we'll go deeper into it. Rashi says that Avram saddled his donkey. Then we have Moshe Rabbeinu, who brought his family, put his family on the donkey. And then we have Mashiach, who Rashi says Mashiach himself, not just his family will ride on the donkey, he will ride on the donkey. Rashi actually uses the words, Mashiach will be revealed on the donkey. What does that mean? So there's um, oops. So there is a famous fundamental idea about the purpose of creation that we all learned before. That when God created the world, it says that there was a separation between the spiritual and the physical. The heavens are for God, the earth is for people, and there cannot be any connection between the two. 
God gave us the Torah. So it says in the Talmud, in a parable, the king of Rome, the king of Syria didn't get along. And they made a decree that no one from Rome can go down to Syria, no one from Syria can go up to Rome. And one day they decided to know the decree and to get along, and everyone from Rome can visit Syria, and everyone from Syria can visit Rome. In a similar way, before the Torah was given, there was a separation between the heavens and the earth. You couldn't connect the spiritual and the physical. And then Hashem annulled the decree at the giving of the Torah, and He revealed Himself in this world, and not just He revealed Himself in this world, but He uh, gave us the ability also to do a mitzvah, and to bring the, the light of Hashem into the physical world through a mitzvah. So, this, this truth is very relevant to the idea of the donkey. In Hebrew, the word donkey is related to the word choymer. Choymer means material. Just like there is the higher world and the, this physical world, so too in the human being himself, there is the spiritual in the human being himself, and there is a physical in the human being. There is the, the chamer, there is the donkey within us. There is the, our sunashama, the man which is in us, and there is the, the chamer, there's the donkey which is in us, there's the, the material part of us. So, Torah says that Aram Avinu was the first one to saddle his donkey. Aram Avinu didn't yet um, live in a time when Torah was given. However, the Gemara says that there are, are three sets of two millennia each. There's the first 2,000 years the world existed, the Gemara calls the time of chaos. Then there are 2,000 years of the period of the Torah, which began with Avram when he was 52. And then there is a third stage of creation, the, the fifth and sixth millennia, and that is called the time of Mashiach. So Avram Avinu, although he didn't live at the time when the Torah was given, he was the he made the first seeds towards towards that event. He made the first steps to get the Torah. He he started the, the two millennia of the Torah. That's why the Talmud says about Avram Avinu on the on the verse the Nefesh Avinu convinced many people to believe in God. He created souls in Chara. And Targum explains, Umar brings us in Avedizara, that the the soul he caused people to submit themselves to the Torah. Although he didn't have the Torah yet, but he did already cause there to be a submission to Torah, to acknowledgement of Torah. And that's why the Torah says about Avram, we know that he saddled his donkey. When Mashiach comes, the physical world, not only will it be um, a tool to be used for spirituality, the, spirit, the physical world itself will be not just transparent to its godly core, but it will be a source of spirituality. Let's say this first before we go deeper. It says the physical world will come and the glory of Hashem will be revealed. All flesh will see that God is speaking. We'll see the godly words, the godly energy in everything in the world. Our physical eyes, the same way we're looking at each other right now, Mashiach comes and we'll see the godly energy in everything. So the choymer, the material world, will no longer obscure godliness. On the contrary, the physical world will reveal its inner, its, its inner core. So in that, in that um, process of the physical world being a, not just a tool to reveal godliness, but transparent to its core, there are three stages. There's Abraham, there's Moshe, there's Mashiach. The first is Avram. What does it say about Avram? 
Avram saddles his donkey. There were great tzaddikim before Avram. There was Shem and Aver, there was Noach, there was Hanoch. What's unique about Avram is not just that he was a tzaddik, is that he saddled his donkey. What's, what's the, the idea of saddling the donkey means that he's, he's tying up the donkey. The, what that means is simply that if it's interesting, Maimur um, the Alter Rebbe in the Torah or Parshas Vayikra, the Alter Rebbe speaks about the, the um, two souls we have, the Gali soul, the animal soul. He talks about the idea of making decisions. He doesn't say explicitly he's talking about making decisions, but the Rebbe quotes his discourse as, as a, a tool to, for people to learn how to make decisions. The Alter Rebbe says basically that unless the animal soul is subjugated, unless you get control of your animal soul, so you're not going to be able to make decisions because your animal soul is going to constantly like pull you all different directions, whatever it's in the mood of. Animals are very moody. And it's going to go all different directions if you're not going to be able to um, to uh, make uh, good choices. So it's just going to be about whatever you're in the mood of. That, that is until you saddle your donkey. If saddling your donkey means that you're able to fully tie it up, be able to stop it from doing what it wants, and you are doing a skafka, you're subjugating it so that it no longer has control, no longer affects the way what you decide. It has its opinion, but you've saddled it, you've tied it up. It doesn't interfere with what you want. You know where it is and what it wants, and you have saddled it. That's what Avram Vinu does. Avram saddles the, the material, he gets control of the material. I'm not sure if this is relevant to this or not, but it does say in the Torah that Avram is numerical equivalent to 243. And then Hashem adds letter Hey to Avram's name, 248. So it says that until Avram was given the extra Hey in his name, Avram Vinu had control of 243 limbs of his body, but he didn't have control of five others. Which five didn't have control of? His eyes, his ears, and his bris. What that means is, is that Hashem uh, causes, and language of Hasidic mentors, when you see something you shouldn't look at, the first time you see it, it's God's decision. The second time you see it, it's your decision. So, so Am Ravinu, before he was given extra hay in his name, he did see things he shouldn't see. He did hear things he, should, he didn't hear, and he did react to things he shouldn't react to. Because Hashem didn't bless him with his supernatural ability to not react to. Because he wasn't, he was a human being. Then Hashem gave him letter hay and add the hay to his name, so he had full control that he never saw or heard or thought of anything that, that it never entered his mind. It came to a higher level. So that's the meaning, I think, of saddling the donkey. That the donkey, that the animal's soul in us, doesn't have a chance to, um, to do the wrong thing. Because the animal's soul is saddled, it's tied up. It can't dominate, it can't bring you to do the wrong thing. Obviously, it saddles the donkey, it gets in control of the material. That's the language that the Targum uses about Avram. It says this Avram also encouraged people to shabidularize made people submit themselves to the Torah. But it doesn't mean that he rode on the donkey. In other words, the donkey is the donkey. And he got the donkey, he got control of it. But not that he he rode on the donkey. Not that he used the donkey itself, not that he used the material itself to serve Hashem. Rather, he just got control of it so it couldn't disturb him. But not that it itself became a, a, a chariot for godliness and holiness. And then we have Maishra Rabbeinu. Maishra Rabbeinu, concerning him, the Torah says 
the Moshe Rabbeinu brought his wife and children to ride on the donkey. The riding on the donkey is much more than it says by Avram. Avram, you know, we went to Akedah, doesn't say even his, his lads that were accompanying him to that mountain rode on the donkey. No one rode on the donkey. That, so spiritually, that means is that there wasn't yet the, the ability to use material itself and to transform it and to, and to use it, to utilize it for holiness. I'll say this. Avram Vino's um, two lads who were on the donkey, who accompanied him, um, they, they and the donkey both didn't interfere with what Avram Vino wanted to do, but they weren't, they weren't yet a vessel for godliness. Then there is Moshe Rabbeinu who uses the donkey itself to, uh, to serve Hashem. He uses the material itself to serve Hashem. So the material is no longer, not just, it's not obstructing, not just it's not stopping, but Moshe Rabbeinu was the one who not only lived in the two millennia of the giving the Torah, Moshe Rabbeinu was much more. He was the one who God chose to usher in that era. He was the one who gave us the Torah. So even before the Torah was given, Moshe Rabbeinu is preparing for the giving of the Torah because we know the exodus of Egypt, the whole purpose of the exodus was to get the Torah. So in Moshe Rabbeinu's preparation, to receive the Torah before the Torah is actually given, he already experiences something of what the Torah is meant to do. And what does he experience? That the donkey, that the material, that, 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 that itself becomes a tool for spirituality. Not just it doesn't stop it, but it itself, as it is, becomes, it, it, the, the world is refined enough so that Moshe Benu can use it as a tool for spirituality. And finally, we have Mashiach. It's very interesting. Rashi, when he proves that Mashiach will come on a donkey, he says Mashiach will be a poor man riding on a donkey. Rashi doesn't say um, Mashiach will ride on the donkey. You'd expect him to use the same language as the verse. The Torah says Mashiach will come. Rashi says, what's the proof Mashiach will come with a donkey? It says, a poor man riding on a donkey. But instead of Rashi saying Mashiach will come to ride on a donkey, Rashi says something different. Rashi says, this is the donkey that Mashiach will be revealed upon. It's different. Not just Mashiach will ride on the donkey, Rashi changes, and he says Mashiach will be revealed on the donkey. And that third stage means that Mashiach is going to usher in, is not only will the, will the physical be used for holiness, but that the physical itself will reveal godliness. Now, that's, so therefore, that's the three stages. We have Avram getting control of it. We have Moshe Rabbeinu utilizing the, the physical for spirituality. Just because you're in control of something doesn't mean that it, you could utilize it. It means that it's, so, it, it's in one place and you're just, you're just doing what you want to do. Moshe Rabbeinu does more. He's able, to, because he's about to usher in the time of giving the Torah, he's able to utilize the physical for the spiritual. In our lives, there is, there is one stage is where you're eating and you're drinking, and why are you eating and drinking? You're eating and drinking to serve Hashem. Your service of Hashem is something other than you're eating and drinking. It's not the same thing. There is a time you're eating and drinking, and a time that you're studying, and time you're learning. The revelation is happening in a different place. Revelation isn't in the eating and drinking itself. It's being used for the service of Hashem. But not that there's a revelation in the material itself. Mashiach will be revealed on the donkey. When Mashiach comes, the physical world itself will be the highest world. As we were learning last week, that um, Mashiach comes, it says that the, the body will nourish the soul, 
and the, this physical world will be the source of the spirituality of all the worlds above it. It's not only that this world will, will be utilized for the of spirituality, but when Mashiach comes, we'll see how this world is the purpose of God in creation. God wants a home in this physical world. And this is the, this is the world that, that achieves God's deepest desire. And therefore, this world has connection to God's essence more than the other, other more than the higher world. The higher world is more revelation there, but they don't fulfill the essence of God's purpose in creation. This physical world has connection to God's essence and fulfills God's purpose in creation. And so too, the physical body, although it's although it's ugly in the sense that it has all kinds of ugly desires and it, and, and, it's, and it's very earthy. On the other hand, where do you see God's choice? Hashem chose us. Where do you see the choice of God? You see the choice of God not in the soul. The soul is, is not... When you have two items and one is better than the other, it's not called... The, and you choose one, that's not a real choice. Choice is when two things are exactly equal or each of them has an advantage and you still choose one. Then you see the idea of a choice. The neshama is chosen by God. That's true. We don't see the choice of Hashem and the neshama because the neshama is a, a, a natural fit to what something you'd expect God to want. The physical body, because the physical body is externally similar to the, the bodies of the rest of the world, so the fact that God chose it is something that you could see. It has to do with God's choosing it, not because of the body, not because of the properties of the body, but because God wanted. And therefore, when Mashiach comes, we'll see how the body had, the body will nourish the soul. The In the body will be revealed the choice of God, that God chose the body. So we'll see the connection of the body, the essence of Hashem. And that's why the body will nourish the soul. The soul is naturally, you don't see the soul, the soul is also chosen by Hashem. But by the soul elevating and purifying the body throughout the exile, that will allow when Mashiach comes for the body to reveal, for in the body to be revealed, its connection to God's essence. And once that's revealed, then the body can now nourish the soul with its higher spirituality coming from God's essence. So just like this is this is true in the in ourselves, so too is this true in the world. And if this world, which is the purpose of God in creation, it will because it satisfies God's deepest desire to have a home in the lowest realm, it will be the source of spirituality for all the worlds. It will nourish the higher world. So bottom line is that there the purpose of creation is to make a home for Hashem in the physical world. And as we approach the coming of Mashiach, the Torah says that there's two ways Mashiach can come. One way is a poor man riding on a donkey. And the other way is coming with a nanishmaya, uh, 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 with clouds from heaven. <coughs> so it says that the word zachu, if, we're, if we merit, Mashiach will come with, uh, with clouds from heaven. <coughs> if we don't merit, then Mashiach comes riding on a donkey. It means that there's, in this purification process itself, there is a, uh, there is a it's a possibility that Mashiach comes in a way that there's still a need to elevate the physical, and there is a way Mashiach comes that that's already completed before. But, but uh, certainly uh, we all have our our uh, soul and our body, and there's, a, there's, there's the, 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 the friction and the preparation for Mashiach means to not just to think about the purpose of why your Hashem wants you to engage with the physical, but to feel in the physical itself 
its godly source. To feel wherever you are, nothing besides Hashem. Not just that it has a purpose, it has a, it has a, but to feel how in, when you call the Chachalei, when all you're doing, to feel Hashem's presence. Any questions or comments? It's true, our animal soul <laughs> betrays betrays our control of the body. Without control of your body, you don't really have good control of your soul as well. That's even what I do what any physician has. Our animal desires betray our, our godly pursuits. Try to make people understand this. Do it on a very secular way. See, in, in, in a secular way, you're meaning like that we, that we, we engage in, in things we shouldn't eat. Yeah, we, we, activities that just, you know, take us off of there. You know, I mean, phys- phys- physiologically off of there. You know, we deprive ourselves of sleep, we eat at night, we don't pay attention. Off of there, I love that. Or off of there, physiologically. Yeah. Wow. Oh, for sure. Rabbi Zeb, are you on the derech physiologically? You speak Dr. Breskin lately? <laughs> I get back on the derech. Me too. This is what it's about. This is the riding on the donkey. Okay. Well, being revealed on the donkey. Quick question. Is-